Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, June 11th. Your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that wants to stop and give us a pat on the back because today is our 400th episode. I can't believe we've done 400 episodes. That seems insane. That is a lot of episodes. And thank you, Philadelphia Flyers, for giving us so much to talk about. We could not do it without you. And thank you for everyone who has listened at episode one or is just tuning in for episode 400. We also appreciate you so much. So with that, you can always keep up to date with the Flyers and us over on Twitter at Locked on Flyers. We make sure we keep up on all of the Flyers news, Phantoms news, and all of our episodes you can get there. If you don't have Twitter, no problem. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. We are your hosts. I'm Danielle. And I'm Rachel. And today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our locked on rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, so today's episode is going to mostly be, mostly be focusing on the NHL. We came out, there's some Sabres news that could, we're going to see if there's a fit in Philadelphia, but then we are going to jump into the playoffs because uh, the next round matchup is already set, and we have a couple more that we're waiting on. And then, of course, we're going to wrap up with our gritty thing of the week. Locked on Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are currently listening. So make sure you subscribe to get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network. So, Rachel, this week we've talked about maybe Jack Eichel. People have been talking about that he could be a big hit um, or a big get in the offseason. Wondering if he fits with the Flyers. In yesterday's episode, we talked to Mary Clark, and she was talking about Eichel being in the same tier of like getting a Taylor Hall this offseason, um, and the Flyers might be on in the lower tiers uh, if we're looking at forwards. But I wanted to see if Eichel is a fit here because it came out yesterday that Friedman said at the end of the day, he doesn't think that the Sabres want to bring back Jack Eichel. They want to move on is what is could be in the best their best interest. I mean, they do have the first overall pick in this draft, which it is uh, said to be deep in the first round. So I want to see if Eichel could possibly be a fit for the Flyers. And if he is, let's talk about why. And if he's not, let's talk about why not. So to recap his season, he his season got cut short uh, in this condensed season. He only played 21 games. But in those 21 games, he had two goals, 16 assists for 18 points. Now, overall, I can't believe (laughs) that Jack Eichel has been in the league for as long as he has been. He's played 375 games, and in those 375 games, he has scored 139 goals, 216 assists for 355 points. Currently, he is 24, and he's making $10 million for the next five seasons. So with that said, let's see how he could fit with the Flyers. With Kevin Hayes and Sean Couturier, it seems like their top two spots at center is set. But, I mean, if you can get a Jack Eichel, you obviously move uh, those two or, or you move Kevin Hayes down to the 3C. Um, or, or you include Kevin Hayes in the trade. 
that is also that's a really good oh, point except kevin hayes has the no move co- deal doesn't he yes he does you would have to ask him for that and it seems like buffalo is trying to get younger or they're focusing on the future so i don't know if kevin hayes with his cap hit would be something that they would look forward to and the way that players are always trying to leave Buff- buffalo I-, I don't know if kevin hayes would wave his no move to say yes to that but let me ask you rachel i mean if there's an opportunity do you think the flyers should go out and get jack eichel it's a big big risk for several reasons number one you're probably gonna have to give up a lot in order Mm -hmm. to get him and there is this medical issue hanging over his head and I think one of the main reasons why the relationship between the Sabres and Eichel has soured so much is that there's this conflict that came up over treatment for a particular injury where Jack Eichel wanted to explore surgery as an option and the team medical staff basically said no. And so I think that any team wanting to make a deal for him is probably going to want to look into that in very great detail and get a sense of what the expectations would be from Eichel, maybe via his agent, in terms of what treatment plan they would want to explore. And I think the team would want to see the medical records to see if this makes sense as well and to see if they'd be okay with Jack Eichel taking the lead on his own treatment in this way and then how that would affect his ability to get back on the ice, when that would be, what would rehab look like, all of that stuff before you even get to, okay, now do we want to trade for him and for what? I'm really glad that you focused in on the health aspect of Jack Eichel because, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that Jack Jack Eichel isn't a quality player. He absolutely is. He, whatever package they're going to put together, um, I feel like the Sabres aren't going to get enough for Jack Eichel. I am a huge Jack Eichel fan. I think he's a great player, but his injury history is definitely concerning, especially because, like you said, the conflict over uh, this season's injury and how to resolve that is is a big question mark and um, I just think if you're if you're willing to go all out and and take the risk of getting Jack Eichel the injury history is always going to be a question mark I mean he hasn't played 81 games since his rookie year He's tend to play at least 60 um, upwards of, of 65 to 68 in in his past seasons. And he is always putting up at least a point per game or close to a point per game in those games that he's played. But if you're the Flyers and what the Flyers would have to give up for him and then looking at the Flyers and where their biggest needs are, I think taking a risk and a gamble on Jack Eichel is something that I wouldn't do. If Fletcher is going to be risky, I would love him to do it in a in different areas, mainly on defense. Where the Flyers are, they're depth at center even though the 3c is always a question mark i think going out and getting jack eichel just isn't the the move that they should make this offseason yeah and obviously it's going to depend a lot on the expansion draft and what happens there for the flyers in terms of what kind of cap space the flyers are looking at and i think in order to get eichel there's going to have to be a lot of 
rejigging the roster in order to mm-hmm. make his cap hit fit in there. And for what? I, I do think that the Sabres are probably going to have to retain some salary, given that the Sabres have to get rid of him. Because mm-hmm. And it would be quite a thing if no team wants to trade for him. Uh, you know, we do know that the Rangers made an offer uh, before last season, and it seems like there's only a couple of teams that have the cap space now or could easily make the cap space for him, and, it, and that's the Rangers and probably the Ducks. I, and I think the Kings were in on that, but they, I don't think, have any interest in him anymore. And so the Flyers are in a much more difficult position than any of those three teams to even make let's just say for argument's sake a 7.5 or an 8 million dollar cap hit that's just bringing back in whatever cap hit you've lost Mm -hmm. by losing potentially Voracek or JVR in the expansion draft and now what has that done for you in terms of getting a defenseman like the math just doesn't work out I just wonder with looking at it from a Buffalo perspective does it make sense to trade him and have to retain salary when he has a no uh, um, a no trade clause on his contract, but that doesn't kick in until 22-23 season? So I'm wondering if they don't just wait to try to get the best deal possible. I mean, you don't they don't have to trade him now, even though I know that it seems like both the player and management are on completely different wavelengths. Getting... Eichel just doesn't make the most amount of sense, especially because, you know, it's necessary for them to come out of this offseason with a a new defenseman that helps the defense as it is right now. So Chuck Fletcher definitely has his uh, work cut out for him. I I don't know if he's like a stress eater, so I would definitely recommend Built Bar for him because (laughs) he can can eat as many as he wants and not feel guilty. And that's because Built Bars are soft protein bars that are good for you and they taste delicious they taste pretty much like a candy bar to me and they have so many different flavors that they have something truly for everyone and so many different flavors whether you're craving caramel brownie cookies and cream or lemon almond cheesecake which is to me I think for me I underrate lemon almond cheesecake but I ate one yesterday and they're so good yeah, I always have to remind myself about the carrot cake one. That's mm. probably my favorite right now. But the best part is that it's healthy. Built Bar is great if you're looking to lose or maintain weight while having that delicious treat. They're an amazing combination of being low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. And if you're on the keto plan, this will fit right in. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. All right, so let's jump into the playoffs. We talked about it earlier this week. Uh, the Habs swept the Jets, and there was a little bit of controversy over the Jets' like locker clean-out. It came from Mark Shifley, who laid a really tough hit and was suspended for the rest of the seasons and he was quoted saying I thought I was going to be shut down by Philip Deneau instead it was Department of Player Safety that shut me down and I saw a ton of thoughts on this on Twitter so I'd love to get your thought your thoughts on this Rachel I just what is it with these playoffs and players saying dumb things after they do something stupid it's just so weird to me that you commit a penalty and player safety makes 
its decision and you continue to whine about it. I mean, I, I get that you disagree with the decision that was made, but you already said that when the decision got made. And now that it's all over, that is the time for introspection and what you can do to be better the following season, what you're looking to improve on, how you would evaluate your season. You know, to me, that's what these postseason locker cleanout interviews are all about and this these media appearances. Now, maybe I'm just used to non-playoff team ones where they're not as bitter. Yeah, I don't know what to say because it's just Mark Shifley is somebody that I've enjoyed as a hockey player, and it's always just extra disappointing when somebody that you think has been a generally good guy on and off the ice like says something that boneheaded yeah I think you hit the nail on the head uh for me as well I just I'm I know that the beat reporters and 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 media was definitely like asking him tons of questions about this so maybe this was just in the heat of the moment fed up with having to answer the same questions just worded differently um about the hit but I don't get why he would say that it's it doesn't seem like something he would normally say, but then again, that play was something that I don't normally see from Mark Shifley and I wouldn't expect. The thing that got me was that on Twitter, I saw a lot of people obviously were annoyed by his comments, which were pretty boneheaded, but people were saying, well, you can't criticize a play. You can't criticize players for speaking up and how they feel about things. If you also go around saying that you want players to have more personality and speak up on issues. And I, that's where I I think with this situation, that's what annoyed me the most because like, yes, you can want players to have more personality, but I also still think you can react to what they say. And I don't think that just because you want people to be more personable and speak out more that they need to, that you can't criticize or critique or even just comment on any of anything that they say. I mean, critiquing player safety is not a personality. I mean, we all do it. <laughs> that's that's actually very true. Uh, and but you know what? For for hockey players and teams and and anyone in the NHL, it actually is because if the if they do speak out wrongly on anything, they they tend to get fined or in trouble. So maybe that was the Mark Shifley taking a stand. I don't know, but I I just thought that was there was a lot that came that surrounded this quote, and I just thought that it was kind of crazy, but. The whole situation was just unexpected, to say the least, for me. So moving on to the Canes and Lightning, they wrapped up their series. The Lightning win it 4-1. to one. So this game definitely ended earlier than I expected. But another game that ended earlier than I expected was the Islanders and Bruins matchup. The Islanders won 4-2. to two. And in the last game, the Islanders won 6-2. to two. So that means that we will see the Islanders and the Lightning face off in the Stanley Cup semifinals. Uh, This is such a weird matchup because I feel like they play two completely different uh, styles. So it'll be really interesting to see how they match up. I want to say the Lightning will take it. But then again, I thought that the Bruins would take it. So I don't know what to expect for this series. Yeah, that game that the Islanders clinched the series with against Boston man it was just so frustrating to watch from a what is Boston doing perspective they just could not 
figure out how to break through in that game in enough time. I mean, you know, they scored two later goals in the game, but it just, it just wasn't enough. And there was a lot of drama around Tuka Rask and whether or not they should be blaming Tuka Rask. And, you know, he let in some soft goals. I won't deny that. But Tuka Rask has been like the mainstay of Boston goaltending for a very long time now and has gotten them into the playoffs more often than not. And it just seems so ludicrous to put everything that's wrong with the Bruins onto a guy like Tuka Rask right now. I feel like that's just such a common thing for Boston is that every time they don't make it, they don't they don't get to where they want to go. They blame Tuka Rask. And you're right. He's been such a quality goaltender uh, for them for so long. And maybe it's just the Flyers fans in us where we get a little bit defensive over people blaming their maybe. goalies when they actually be. get pretty good goaltending. But I agree with you. I, I think you're right that you can't really blame this on Tuka Rask. And honestly, that's what the Islanders do. Like if you give them a lead, they will suffocate uh, the game and just lock it down to the point where you can't. And they'll frustrate you until the point where you make mistakes. And nine times out of 10, they're going to capitalize on those mistakes. I The Islanders are so frustrating to, to play against and to watch, and um, which makes it all the more upsetting that the Bruins lost. But... <laughs> What are you going to do? We will see uh, how they fare against the Lightning. Um, But one series that could be possibly finished by the time that you guys are listening to this, uh, Game 6 is tonight for the Avs and Vegas matchup. Uh, We don't know the outcome. It seems like Vegas has has taken the momentum in this series, which, you know, I felt like the Avs had it um, last week. So the back and forth between these two teams is just kind of what we expected. And I'm wondering, will this series go to seven games? What do you think? I'm very interested in this outcome. I wish we could magically know who won the game because it's been kind of phenomenal how like Nathan McKinnon has gotten shut down in the latter portion of this series. And, you know, Mark Stone has been playing unbelievably. And it's just, I think, a huge factor in the turn of events in this series. And it's not like, you know, Mark Stone has been talked about a lot over the years. He's a perennial guy in the conversation for the Selkie And it's just one of those things where McKinnon not showing up because Stone and the defensive structure that has been put out there by Vegas has just, I mean, it feels very Islanders-like, but but not in a systemic way, in a very targeted way, if that makes sense. Yeah, right. And and. That's what makes this, like you said, this matchup so interesting and game six so important because you're going to see who's going to show up. Can the Avs push it to a game seven or uh, can Vegas continue doing what they were doing in the past two games and close out the series? The tricky thing about hockey games and, and series is that you play your opponent a good amount of times. And so maybe the first two times, you know, Nathan McKinnon is able to run rampant, but they're playing in those games. They're watching the tape. 
there's a ton of coaches that are analyzing everything and how the best way to, to shut down a player. And if you're able to do that, which Vegas is a very strong team, um, then then you can find success. I just wonder if Nathan McKinnon will be able to to counter that and, and to take his game to another height to be able to push this Avs to, to a game seven. So uh, the playoffs are heating up and now is the perfect time to decide what bets you're thinking of making before the second round wraps up. And the perfect place to go is to our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And it's not just hockey. The NBA playoffs are going on right now. We've got baseball, golf, soccer, so much stuff out there. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, which is great news. The Bachelorette just started, so check out all the real-time updated odds and props that are out there. You can see them on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today with the promo code Locked On. You'll receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, wrapping up with our gritty thing of the week. Not a ton of gritty things <laughs> to talk about. It seems like Gritty's on vacation, which after the performance uh, at the end of the season, uh, I think we'll we'll give G- Gritty a pass. So. After looking around, I found some pretty funny, gritty content. The first is from Thomas Drance. <laughs> he tweeted out uh, that his wife pointed out to him that Yuppie, which is the Habs uh, mascot, is to gritty as Mario is to Wario. And he said that his mind is blown. Now, I'm not a big Mario fan. I had to Google who Wario is. And after... Finding out that he's like the anti-Mario. Yeah, I could I could see that Gritty is the anti-Yuppie uh, for the Habs. And I don't know. I've always liked villains. So only fair that I still support Gritty in this. Yeah, th- I think there's also the added layer, at least for me, of Yuppie being the old Expos mascot. And that Gritty has a little bit of fanatic DNA in him. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I think just adds that extra layer of truth to this. There you go. I mean, you're not wrong. That's actually really, that's really true. And honestly, I, I, I would have to say, I think Gritty is a lot more, um, or does a lot of uh, fun and uh, Philadelphia fan approved things than uh, Yuppie does in, in up in, uh, in Canada, I'd have to say. But I thought that was a really good, um, <laughs> a really good comparison because uh, I, I agree. Next, I was on YouTube and was just looking up some best ofs of Gritty and watch this video. It's pretty short, five minutes, but I just throwbacks to all of like Gritty in the beginning and Gritty now. And I just feel like the evolution of Gritty and Gritty's content is just, at every season, they one-up themselves, and I am so excited for next season to see what they do because he can, like, Gritty can only go up from here. And I think that with this past season being obviously, you know, with no fans in the stands for a while and 
all social distancing. Gritty hasn't been able to interact with fans or the players directly as much mm-hmm. over the last year and a half. And I think that's a lot of what makes Gritty gritty. <laughs> and so I am very much looking forward to a lot more of that, more, more gritty stuff with the kids. I want some gritty Claude Giroux content coming yeah. out there yeah. and some Kevin Hayes gritty content. I feel like there's, you know, a lot of pent up material that the Flyers marketing team has ready to go and as creative and as brilliant as what they put together during these times has been you know with the quarter hour of power some of which is in this video and you know all this like other stuff that they had to do with gritty and isolation in that plain looking apartment with the ping pong balls and all that good stuff that was uh that was really good I think that there is such a fountain of material that awaits us. And I, I just, I cannot wait. Future gritty things of the week are going to be on point. <laughs> I can just feel it. Yeah. They're, they're going to come with a lot of great content. So uh, as we're lacking this week with gritty stuff, uh, we'll look for the future and, um, or look to the future and uh, can't wait for the content that we know is going to come out and it's going to be amazing. So before we go, I have a Flyers fun thing. And this was tweeted out from the Flyers where they are partnering where you send a photo of your furry friend in their best orange and black and you'll win a PetSmart gift card and a signed Flyers item. I have always wanted a dog. And so I have like specifically just because I love dogs and love animals, but I've always wanted to send (laughs) pictures of my dog in Flyers stuff and like Sixers stuff. Um, which were one of the two items that I, the first two items I I bought for my dog when I, when I got her. So this is, this specifically is special to me because I have been waiting for this moment to send in pictures of my dog, but also the thread of just all the cute, the cutest animals in jerseys and sweatshirts, little hats, the little pups faces next to gritty sleeping on, um, flyers, blankets. It's, it's quality content. You can't go wrong with pets. Not at all. Someone even has like a picture of their dog and a little Phillies baseball hat and um, jersey next to a little bat. It's people are going all out and I, I love I love it. So make sure if you want to see if you need any type of pet pics to cheer you up, look in the thread. That'll be linked in our show notes. So with that, I want to thank everyone so much for listening to today's show. We'll be back again on Monday, of course, with our nemesis of the week. And we have a weekly mailbag, and we always want to hear from you. So send in any of your questions via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers or LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle. You can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at Miriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Thanks again for listening, and have a great weekend. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help from our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.